This was probably three or four months before he died. And Prince asked Sasha to come up and dance, and she's an excellent dancer. Then Sasha pulls me up, which surprises me because she always mocks my dancing, but I have dad moves. That's uh, I, I, I've heard uh, some of that. That's Obama on Letterman's new show. Ah. Long sit down, the very charming Barack Obama talking about his, his dad dancing. He said, the key is you got to stay in the pocket. Don't don't get out of your lane and start doing things you like you haven't tried before. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is I'm just starting to sweat. I'm miserable. I don't even like to hear about dancing. Don't start doing some dance moves that, that you think you could do, but you haven't tried. Saw on TV once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where do I get the new Letterman show? Through uh, my uh, computer or what? Yeah, Netflix. Netflix mm-hmm. it. All right, cool. Will do. Uh, coming up, the shocking and outrageous Oprah threatens old white people tape. It's getting so much attention. Not that, quite, but she yes. will be rounding up old white folks and putting you to death. Well, and so don't worry about that. <laughs> so pipe down over there, Sean. And and the twelve skeletons in Oprah's closet that that could be things that come up if she runs for president, including I didn't know she used to smoke crack. What? Yeah, right. Another one of the skeletons, oddly enough, Richard Nixon's. <laughs> she has an actual skeleton. She, that's right. Yeah. Uh, stay with us, won't you? Right now, though, please, joining us live from Las Vegas, Nevada, won't you please give it up for board operator Michelangelo. Hello, Michael. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? <laughs> good. Probably less hungover than you, huh? <laughs> uh, we're feeling okay. I got a little bit of a cold, but uh, I'm doing good. See, I'm enjoying Vegas. Uh, well, you see, if, uh, if, if, if it were me when I were single... And it was seven oh six in Las Vegas. There's no way you could rouse me without a medical team. <laughs> um, so, what did you do when you rolled into Vegas yesterday? Uh, well, first thing, of course, the, I do got to say the flight was awesome. Um, there was very few people on the flight, and I got like a brand new plane. So it was I was able to spread out. It was great. <laughs> so you yeah. got the men spread, but then when you got <laughs> yeah. to town, I mean, because I usually get my first drink on the plane, and then there's a couple in the in the airport where they're serving them. And then carry one in the cab to the hotel. What did you do? Okay, well, get to the hotel, and the hotel's, eh, it's okay. There's some peeling paint on the walls. Where are you uh, staying? Are you staying at one of the casinos, or what? No, it's off the beaten path. Yeah, he's staying in North Vegas in the I've Given Up Inn. (laughs) (laughs) The I've Given Up Inn. (laughs) Right, so I'm taking the taxi cabs, and these guys drive crazy. Mm. They, They just, you know, you just hang on for dear life and hope you don't get killed, basically. Well, Beautiful. that might be because when you're headed to one of those hotels, they realize I don't have a high roller here, so I'm not. I'm not getting much of a tip. <laughs> I got to get rid of this guy quick as I can. Um, nah, I'm sorry to hear that. Did we mention you're going to the Consumer Electronics Show? So yeah. it hasn't opened yet, and so you haven't been to it yet. Right, it opens uh, later today, and okay. um, but it's spread out throughout Vegas, which I didn't know. I thought it was all in one place. It turns out so that you have to take. Uh, shuttles and taxis to get to the different places. So well, yeah, a number of different halls travel. involved. So I did you, not know that. Do you have a particular yeah. area of interest, or are you just going to ramble around and see what you can see? I'm going to go to the convention center. There's going to be a lot of televisions. I want to see the one that rolls up like a, you know like a shade supposedly, and all the home electronics, the home entertainment stuff. But so, in typical Michelangelo fashion, as we've worked for you for um, with you for almost twenty years, and you never ever tell us anything about your life. I mean, we we've worked with you for twenty years, and we know nothing about you. You still have not revealed anything I, about what you did last night. Did you go to Blue Man Group? No, did we, you play no. craps? Did you get drunk? Were you at a strip club? What did you do? No, we did go to the strip. We went to the Las Vegas Strip, which I really enjoyed. Um, there's a lot of um, sexy women on, on the strip. I got. And um, I've never been 
I've never been to Vegas. This is the first the, time. What? Oh, okay. Okay. You buried the lead. This is the first time you've ever seen Las Vegas. It's it's quite striking, is it not? Yes, it is, especially at night. I mean, it's overwhelming with all the lights and stuff like that. But it's just a big, giant outdoor mall. And there's some, some of it is so corporate now. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's not just casinos anymore. You, there's everything from Walgreens to uh, Tiffany and company. You name it, it's there. Oh, yeah. Well, the shopping is, is legendary. Uh, yeah, and, and there's a Walgreens there for one I hear. <laughs> Have you been to the Bellagio? So if one needs a, needs a no, nail I'm clipper. To, I'm going to the Bellagio later today. There you actually. go. Now, did you talk to did you talk to Lady Luck at all? Did you perhaps put any chips yeah. on a game of chance? No, we, we did um, do some slots and uh, won fifty dollars. Hey, yeah, congratulations! Oh, hey, now. sound good. investing. Oh yeah, you got to plow that right back in because fifty will be fifty grand before you know it. That's how it works. Here's a tip from somebody who's walked up and down that strip too many times: is you think that giant casino's not that far away, but because it's so large, it's an illusion. <laughs> You've got like three miles to walk. Yes, wherever you're headed I, I found that out yeah if you're a drinking man i'd say you know buy two and put one in your pocket oh yeah you're gonna absolutely. Need it. absolutely yeah before you get there and just one more tip because i've i've been many times michael you're gonna meet a, a pretty gal i know you're there with your girlfriend she's but she may be off looking at those uh roll-up tvs you're gonna meet some pretty girl she's gonna be real you the two of you are gonna hit it off like crazy i mean maybe even the same hometown is really gonna be amazing michael that woman is a prostitute. <laughs> I don't want to hurt your feelings. She's really not that into you. She is a sex worker, Michael. <laughs> so, be wise. All right, Michael, we'll have a great time, huh? We'll talk to you tomorrow hey, when you've okay. actually uh, witnessed some of the electronics. Okay. And buy me a drone. Have fun. Buy me a really good drone. Mm-hmm. Armed. Okay, I'll, Armed, I'll please. Armed. All right, cool. I know less about him than practically anybody I know. You know what? We haven't talked about this in ages. We literally, for years, would come in on a Monday morning and say... And he's like a 25-year-old. Right. So, you know, he just had a weekend. When we first started, Young yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, and we'd say, hey, Michael, how's your weekend? Oh, it's good. It's good. Cool. You hang out with friends? Nah, not really. <laughs> you go out and, uh, you know, get it on? No, nah, nah, not really. Family time, then? Nice time with the family? Well, nah, a little bit. Catch yeah. a movie? No. 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 <laughs> what did you freaking Dis- do? Dismember a corpse <laughs> and attempt to dissolve it in acid? Nah, not really. Or we'd come back from a week vacation. Right. You're a single man in your 20s. Right. What'd you do? <laughs> Go anywhere? No, I'm not, this, kind of, not that much. We actually <laughs> believed for a time he was in the CIA <laughs> and just was not at liberty to tell us what he was up to. God dang it. There's there's no more pleasant personal eye. Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. He's always here. Absolutely. He works hard. He's smart. He's great. But good good luck knowing him. Nothing not to like. But. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You know what, honestly? Opaque. The the women out there who are more intuitive, they're shouting out their radios. Shouting shouting out the, at their radios. They're saying, he doesn't like you. <laughs> he doesn't tell you because he doesn't want you to know. Uh, which is Neither the, one of you. Yeah, which is quite yeah. possibly true. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. It's a reasonable response. Well, you know what else is fair? Is admitting that Oprah wants to exterminate old white people. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, and some of the skeletons in her closet. It's pretty interesting because it's still definitely a story that she may run for president. And uh, I don't know if this is like... 
a couple of days long, she's going to come out and say, no, I'm not. And that's the end of it. Or this is the beginning of years of talking about this. Another one of her uh, skeletons in the closet. David Merrick, the elephant man. <laughs> wow. Fam- and and a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I'm not, I'm not sure it matters, but she used to smoke crack. Crack is something. Yeah, that's not doing coke like Barack Obama admitted to or smoking marijuana. It's a little extra. Smoking crack. Okay. Among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And there's a whole generation, I say this, you know, I said this, you know, for apartheid uh, South Africa, I said this for my own, you know, community in the South, there are still generations of people, older people, who were born and bred and marinated in it, in that prejudice and racism, and they just have to die. Oprah's death panels, rounding you up if you're too white and too old, and putting you to death. According to people who are grasping on that and all fired up and wanting to bring down Oprah, she's talking about, uh, and look, it's just, I don't know, people's enthusiasms get in the way of their logic. She's talking about for racism to really recede. Certain generations just going to have to go away. Move on to the future. It's not that unreasonable thing to say. No. And she's skillful enough to deflect that. Yeah. I'm You're grasping at straws. Yeah, I'm actually looking through the 12 skeletons Oprah can't remove from her closet, and I'm still yet to come across anything that I think is, in the modern world, is going to be that big a deal. Yeah. Now, the fact that she smoked crack at some point in her life, that would have been a deal breaker 20 years ago. You are never going to be president. Right, clearly. But not now, I don't think. Again, I'm trying to imagine her dealing with it. She will deal with it beautifully, talking about being poor and down and out in America. Molested as a girl. Molested, no hope, but then finding hope and turning her life around. And by the end of it, there will be tears streaming down people's faces, and they'll be roaring their love. Winfrey, by her own acknowledgement, used to smoke crap. At sh- crap. No, she didn't smoke crap. She smoked mm. crap. Jankum, eh, Michael? Oh, Michael's in Las Vegas. <laughs> She's blamed a series of bad relationships for her drug use. Now, if there are some bad relationships out there, who knows who those weirdos are? They could be some people with some bad stories. If you threw cash at them, I don't know. Okay, all right. So uh, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be, uh, well, maybe I'm running against Oprah in a bizarre scenario that's bad for the nation. <laughs> Uh, Anyway, Uh, so uh, there we are on the debate stage. Oprah says, yes, I smoked crack a handful of times. Uh, It was the result of some bad relationships. I went down some bad roads. So you're so easily swayed by the people around you that if they say, hey, let's smoke some crack. You say, okay, great, we'll smoke crack, whatever you want to do. What if your advisors say, let's declare war on the Netherlands? What then, Oprah? <laughs> All right. And then, then, then the crowd will roar their approval, and my numbers will shoot up. Uh, Oprah's daytime talk show, The Oprah Winfrey Show, has been long accused as being a platform for pseudoscience and quackery. There's because no, it is. There's no doubt about that. In 2006, the New York Post reported Winfrey endorsed one of the most anti-intellectual products of the decade, a book and video called The Secret. 
Remember, she was super into that for a while. Yeah, yeah. Which promised that anyone can have anything they want as long as they visualize it. Conversely, if tragedy or poverty befall you, it's your fault. The Secret went on to sell 20 million copies. You got you you you, you got that. You got Dr. Oz. You got Dr. Phil. That will... Uh, they, people will try to hang that around her. No doubt. And, you know, that, 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 that has a little weight. Yeah, but then somebody will bring up Trump University. True. We're back to square one. And and again, Trump went on Dr. Oz to release his medical records. Right. Um, so. Right. Dr. Mallard. <laughs> quack, quack, quack. Um, God, I'm trying to see if there's anything here that really... Well, hit us with the, the best. Uh, you know, I've hit you with the best. Well, hit us with the weak ones then. I, I just, I think there's a, a a purpose to that. Oprah has promoted a face cream derived from babies' discarded foreskins. Good Lord! Uh, called Skin Medica's Anti-Wrinkle Cream, which she called a magic fountain of youth. Uh, I have a feeling that they, they would say that is not what we use. I don't know. <laughs> well, whose idea was it to use that? You know, we could use one more ingredient in this. <laughs> How about cinnamon? It's not quite done! <laughs> Hey, uh, call me crazy, but what about the foreskins of, what was it, like babies? or? Uh, yeah. That's medical waste. Babies what? discarded foreskins. Nobody's saving that. Are they? Maybe they are. What the hell? Um, I tell you what, you, maybe, well, go on. Sorry. I got both my kids pressed between the pages of a book. Oh, Lord. I don't. Oh, God. Um, in 2014, Winfrey endorsed and spoke at length at a fundraiser for Laverne Chapman, a Democratic congressional candidate who uh, was found scheming nursing homes out of money. Ah. Okay. Yep. She didn't know he was a crook. I didn't know he was a crook. Okay, that's the end of that story. For, you know. I don't know. It's a one-day You story. combine that with... See, my... You combine my th- that with the foreskins? My thesis... <laughs> my thesis is that... At some point, if there are enough of these, none of which on their own is really devastating, but if there are enough of them, it could raise people's doubts that, I don't know, she's just a smooth-talking huckster who doesn't keep her promises. Whoops, again, there's Donald Trump on the other side, and uh, in yeah, America faces against, yet another discouraging you're choice. You're going to run against Trump with that? Yeah, well, listen, <laughs> this, is, this is in the rough draft form. Uh, we mentioned this yesterday where she opened that girls' school in South Africa, which turned out to have um, sexual and physical abuse by some of the people that ran the school. I, I just, you know, I think trying to be a philanthropist in, in tough parts of the world, that happens. Uh, Listen maybe. to him apologizing for sexual abuse. She got caught uh, carrying a handbag once. It cost $25,000. I remember that story. Oh, that's good. That's but, good. But again, that, that Trump overcame that. The I've got my own plane. I'm dripping in gold became a uh, became for him the same way it would for her. It's a yeah. sign of I know how to make money. I'm a successful person. Follow me. Right. Right. Yeah. It's funny. It's like Anthony Weiner's running against Bill Clinton. What are you going to throw at him? I mean, everything you can throw at Oprah, except for the crack. Uh, you know, please. Who's going to uh, bitch about that? Trump? Longtime friend of Harvey Weinstein uh, even called him after the story broke and uh, offered support, according to Weinstein. Mm, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Trump's going to bring this up? The Trump side? <sighs> with, with his accusers following him around? Well, you got to have Mike Pence bring it up, I guess, or okay. somebody. I'm just, I'm, uh, It'd be like Kellyanne Conway on a show or something right. bringing it up. These things will happen. God, I'm trying to come up I'm with not anything. Sure there'll be no, enough. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to come up with anything that gets people out of their camps, where you're 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 a Trump person or you're not a Trump person. 
Something that would change your mind. God, look at that. Well, look up at the TV. Uh, it's too late, but uh, Oprah is up there pitching some sort of uh, diet meal to me. She's on TV right now selling stuff. Wild. She'd have to want to give that up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I still say yes, she runs, but I don't know. Okay. I just, if this is the worst stuff out there, she's okay. What if Trump, who is a fat old man who eats badly and is under a lot of stress, you know, maybe uh, God takes him or he just decides I've had enough of this S job. (laughs) I can't do this anymore. And, you know, Pence is up against Oprah. Then he could go after the stuff pretty hard. Whether it catches on, though, in personality America, I don't, I don't, I have my doubts. I don't think a gray haired, bland senator can beat Oprah Winfrey. No, no. 20 years ago, yes. Now, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, anchor baby news. A lot of it really interesting. You uh, number one, you have NBC going big on the practice. So when your liberal media is agreeing, wow, this is uh, out of control and crazy. It could be the times are a changing. We have news on that. The thousands of of gals coming into the country just to deliver babies and going home immediately with a little American citizen under their arm. Got a college professor with an op-ed piece uh, explaining why she will now this semester start asking all her uh, students which pronoun they want to be called by and why we all, should all start doing that. I also I have another story in which, uh, you know what, I have time to do it right now. So you can't make fun of social justice warriors because they're too good at it. They are so ridiculous, it's difficult to exaggerate. Um, apparently, the... Charmingly named Pussy Hats that made their debut during the Women's March on Washington after Trump's inauguration and somehow women marched because, well, because he's kind of a creep um, toward women, allegedly. Uh, Those hats have now been banned from some marches. For instance, in Pensacola, Florida, they've decided that the hats inherently represent, quote, white feminism and are too transphobic and racist to be worn anymore. Using the sort of whipped up rhetoric that their professors teach them in their undergraduate, uh, what do you call it, uh, sexual issues classes or women's uh, studies. Gender studies. Gender studies. The group argues that the hats assume that all women have pink vaginas, which represents a very concentrated and thus exclusionary sect of feminism. Also, the hats are allegedly transphobic because they ignore transgender women who don't have vaginas at all, otherwise known as men. <laughs> who, <clears throat> I'm sorry, there's one of the sentence. Wow. Who identify as women but choose not to have transitional surgeries. And I quote, the pink pussy hat reinforces the notion that woman equals vagina and vagina equals women. And both of these are incorrect. The group claims, again, Rendering parody impossible. I was uncomfortable with those hats. Not for those reasons, but that just... Because they're scratchy? Eh, it's just a little much. Just a little much. What's coming up your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, I gotta tell you, Trump's had a sudden Twitter turnaround changes in the blink of an eye. We got warnings about a new internet challenge making the rounds, and Letterman's back, and his first guest is... Coming up minutes from now on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Okay, cool. All that's on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Should you, should I start asking people, do you want to be called him, her, they, Z, here? I don't know how you pronounce it. It's H-I-R, which can be either. <laughs> should we start doing that? Uh, no. I don't Thank want, you for asking. Well, I don't want to be completely out of touch. So uh, stay tuned for that. Right now, the news with Marshall Phillips. Well, i got to tell you, we had a Trump Twitter redo in the blink of an eye. President Trump now supports the reauthorization of key parts of the FISA yes. warrantless wiretapping act. Clarity. In a tweet this morning, Trump called for House passage of the measure, saying we need it. Congress needs to get smart. A couple hours earlier, though, the president was slamming the law, tweeting, this is the act that may have been used with the help of the discredited and phony dossier to so badly surveil and abuse the Trump campaign by the previous administration and others. Now, I hear the derision in your tone, Marshall. You don't understand. He's playing five-dimensional chess. Five dimensional. <laughs> nobody even knows what that is. He's controlling the narrative. Oh, or boy. we had a texter who said uh, he watched an interview on Fox. He got all worked up about it. He tweeted off. Then somebody explained to him, no, that, that what actually is happening is you want that oh okay yeah. i would say the chances of that explanation being true are 100 <laughs> percent. yes <laughs> according to uh trump's quoting fox and friends in his tweets today yeah. he seemed to be watching it for about a little more than two hours this morning okay yeah yeah he keeps putting at fox and yeah. friends in his tweets and for the umpteenth time policy wise i agree with him almost all of the time and i'm glad he's president he's Not- just goofy not going to happen. Well, President Trump really downplaying the possibility he'd give an interview to investigators looking into any connection between his presidential campaign and Russia. His reasoning is simple enough. We'll see what happens. I mean, certainly I'll see what happens. But uh, when they have no collusion and nobody's found any collusion at any level, uh, it seems unlikely that you'd even have an interview. See, that's great spin. That is world class spin. Because it's he he, complica- he communicated a fairly complicated set of notions in very plain language, right. and he repeated it over and over during the day. Well, since I'm guilty of completely anything, it's hard to imagine why he would want to talk to me. But I'll see what happens. Yeah. So he didn't rule anything. I thought that's that's why he's the president. Walmart. So I I, I, I meant to mention yeah. this yesterday, but I didn't. So while we were on vacation, Trump gave just an out of nowhere. 30-minute interview to the New York Times, who he, you know, hates and calls the failing New York Times. Exactly. There was a reporter hanging around while he was playing golf, said, can I talk to you for a minute? He said, sure. Sat down and talked to him for 30 minutes with nobody around, which I think everybody ought to think is awesome. I I wish more politicians did that. No handlers, no lawyers, Mm -hmm. just sit down and answered questions. But among the things he said, he was asked, this was after the tax thing had passed, he said, I know the details of taxes better than anybody, better than the greatest CPA. I know the details of health care better than almost anyone. That's hilarious. This is one, <laughs> one of the things he said. I mean, I just, that, I just, it's such an it's, interesting. It's bizarre. It's absurd. It's just such an interesting personality thing. You can't say, I'm really, I'm, I'm good at that, or I know a lot about it, yeah. or. Well, and and the bearded guy in the MAGA hat. Better than the greatest CPA. Well, they should be fired then. (laughs) Uh, But but, but the bearded guy in the MAGA hat doesn't believe that. Cheering at the rally. Right. I just don't get what function that sort of crazy stuff that serves when he says stuff like that. Same interview. He said, I know more about the big bills, talking about big legislative bills. I know more about the big bills debated in Congress than any president that's ever been in office. That's just 
patently ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's just interesting. It's an interesting yeah. way to approach things. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. I got a warning for you. There's another potentially very dangerous internet challenge going around these days. It involves eating laundry detergent pods. I, I love them. Oh, man. After a stressful day at work. Pop a couple of those while I'm watching the news. You want to get the taste out of your mouth, whatever mm. taste that is, yeah. that'll do it. You will have a different taste in your mouth. You suck on one of those laundry pods. Sure, those sure. dishwasher pods. And I like to wash it down with a little Windex, too. <laughs> anyway, you are saying? A number of videos have been posted online of people finding various ways to consume the pods. They've been cutting them open to drink the liquid, oh. cooking them up as pizza ingredients, and even smoking them. Where can I watch this at Charles Darwin does his job.com? God. Anyway, the <clears throat> warning, warning, warning. Ingesting laundry pods can lead to vomiting, seizures, stomach burns, and uh, coma or even death. So, And a stronger herd. Don't jump in. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> David Letterman making his way back to TV screens with a new Netflix show called My Next Guest Needs No Introduction <laughs> with David Letterman. Going to premiere Friday with an hour-long episode featuring Barack Obama. It's going to be Obama's first appearance on a talk show since he left the White House. And the main thing being this is long form, right? You yes. get to, to, to get to really get into stuff. Yes. Wait, which it's it's interesting since we're in this industry. There seems to be a great appetite out there for long form conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we don't get to do it um, in the in the traditional you know commercial break sort of that. And there, there's a lot more money in this. <laughs> Yeah. Than there is in the. Right. But there, there, It'd be fun to do that as a sideline. Oh, yeah. we're, we're exploring doing that, by the way. There's, I love the long form conversations, yeah, but there's, sure. a, there's a lot of it out there. People are always forwarding me stuff. If you heard this podcast, it'll be a two and a half hour interview with somebody. Yeah. You know, I get 20 minutes into it, and it's very interesting, yeah. but two and a half freaking hours. <laughs> who are you people that listen to all this stuff? Yeah, people with long commutes. I guess. Other well, guests. You're wasting your time. Keep listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Other guests this season are going to include George Clooney, Tina Fey, and Jay Z. New episodes will be airing monthly, and yes, David is fully bearded. Yeah, and and I think it could be great if it if it ends up being a boy that Trump's stupid, isn't he? All the time, that'll get a little tiring. Yeah, but we'll see. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. By the way, speaking of Trump, so that that New York Times interview that he did at the golf club just impromptu out of nowhere. He, so he gets done with the interview. He stands up. He's walking out of the grill room there at Miro Lago. Stopped briefly to speak to guests. Then he showed off a plaque that listed the club's golf champions over the year, mm. including several years in which Mr. Trump had won the annual tournament. Ask how far he was hitting balls off the tees these days. Mr. Trump, who will turn 72 next year, said, gets shorter every year and walked away. Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. he's, he's somewhat aware of. Well, so at least he didn't claim he was, you know, knocking him out 320. Yeah, better than ever or something. Yeah, right. yeah, with his powerful hands. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So let's see. It's another uh, infrastructure Thursday, so we'll be talking about the ridiculousness of bullet trains, light rail, etc., anchor babies, and and since it's an infrastructure Thursday. Remember that Oroville Dam spillway that everybody across America was looking at the news footage, a giant flood in Northern California? Wait till you hear who was in charge of building it. Okay. I'll stay tuned for all of that. It's an astounding story. I won't touch that dial. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. It grew heavy and my sight grew dim. Have to stop for the night. It's Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. Do, 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 do. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Got great reviews by everybody other than two networks who were phenomenal for about two hours. <laughs> then after that, they were called by their bosses and say, oh, wait a minute. And unfortunately, a lot of those anchors sent us letters saying that was one of the greatest meetings they've ever witnessed. There you go. Um, Hell I, of a meeting. Uh, <laughs> are, are people really sending you letters? You went to went out the mailbox and there's an envelope with a... Ah, they're, they're quibbling. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, and, and I thought I liked that whole thing. I liked the performance. I'm not trying to beat up on Trump. Um, but this is also from that New York Times interview that he did where he... Um, Blah, 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 blah. Mr. Trump explicitly said he was talking about when he visited uh, China. China! China! Uh, and President Xi Jinping treated me better than anybody's ever been treated in the history of China. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. <laughs> that's thousands of years. Yeah. No visiting emperor, no king, no potentate. Treated me better than anybody's ever been treated in the history of China. To me, the mm. question is just why, what makes you talk that way? Well, that's just funny. It's which, is, which is just kind of interesting. And somebody said to understand that, you need to understand outer, outer boroughs language in New York. That's the way everybody talks. Everybody is everybody always goes with this is the greatest. I am the best. Everything. Mm. Maybe. It, I don't know. I've never been around that. I've never heard anybody talk that way. Who did the, uh, the, the uh, comedy bit? Was it from uh, Elf? The movie Elf with I just Will watched Ferrell. Elf the other night. I can World's tell you. greatest cup of coffee. Oh, he, yeah. he goes yeah. into the coffee yeah. shops. Congratulations! <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's that. Yeah. A couple other texts New York. that we got. Um, yesterday, Marshall reads off fake science all morning. Today, he tells us not to drink laundry detergent. <laughs> Can someone tell him there's probably a sweet spot somewhere between those two types of stories? <laughs> Fair criticism. Ah, that is funny. All right, so I got to rush through this stuff. We have a guest coming up. Uh, I was going to talk about the Crony Express, the $100 billion boondoggle that uh, California just can't kill the people of California and uh, and just uh, blue state people. I'm telling you, you got to hear both these things very quickly. Oroville Dam, Oroville Spillway, that happens also to be in California. You may remember it failed uh, during the heavy rains, et cetera, et cetera. 188,000 people had to be evacuated, uh, blah, blah, blah. Turns out there's a big report. On what happened, chalks up the disaster due to a complex interaction of relatively common physical, human, organizational, and industry factors, starting with the design of the project and continuing until the incident. Turns out the principal designer for both of the spillways was hired directly from a university post-grad program with no prior engineering experience. Well, he had one or two summers doing intern-type stuff. And the designer had no prior professional experience designing spillways and no instruction on spillway design in college coursework. That's incredible. The forensic team, quote, finds it striking that such an inexperienced engineer was given the responsibility of designing the spillways of what is still the tallest dam in the United States of America. Wow, that is incredible. Yeah. And so why do they think the person was hired? I don't know. You'd have to ask uh, Jerry Brown's uh, dad, Edmund G. Brown, who was the governor at the time. But that was one of the factors. The long and short of the the report says there were so many F-ups that are so stupid, we can't even begin to tell you how this happened. It's just truly a discouraging report. Now, I need to jump into this because there's a bit to it, but it's so, so good. This is from the Wall Street Journal. 
Uh, they talk about the Nashville uh, mayors all hot to trot on a $5.2 billion proposal to build 26 miles of light rail and, and a tunnel. Voters are going to be asked to, to approve a half-cent sales tax. San Antonio mayor wants to lay rail, even though his city voters blocked light rail plans in 2000 and 2015. Uh, in Tampa, Florida, area transit planners are proposing a 35-mile light rail line to St. Petersburg. They don't know how to pay for it, especially since Tampa voters rejected a sales tax for light rail in 2010, and St. Petersburg voters at the other end of the line rejected one in 2014. These proposals are questionable at best and reckless at worst, writes the journal, given that transit ridership, including buses and what little rail they have, is down in all three of those jurisdictions, and it's a nationwide trend. There are 30% drops in ridership since 2010 in Detroit, Sacramento, Memphis, 20 to 30% in Austin, Cleveland, Louisville, St. Louis, Virginia Beach, Norfolk. 15 to 20% in Atlanta, Charlotte, L.A., Miami, San Antonio, Washington. And adding light rail service hasn't helped. To pay for light rail opened in 2012 and 2016, L.A. cut bus service. And listen to this. The city lost four bus riders for every additional rail rider. You kicked four people off of the buses to get one person onto a choo-choo train. The rail system, uh, the, 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 the city lost nearly four, but Atlanta, Dallas, Sacramento, and San Jose have seen similar results. Rail system in Portland, often considered successful, but only 8% of commuters take transit of any kind to work there. 8% in Portlandia. In eight, 1980, before rail was constructed, buses alone were carrying 10%. Listen to this now. Rail is incredibly expensive. And they go into subsidies, uh, government money spent on these projects. Since 1970s, taxpayers have plowed more than $1.1 trillion adjusted for inflation. They do no gaming the system with these numbers. It's very careful. Since 1970, $1.1 trillion into transit systems. Measured per passenger mile, that's 40 times as expensive as subsidies for roadways. So, put another way, for every joker you get onto a train, you got 40 people for that money commuting in their cars. And then they point out, then okay, let's not look to the past. The past, the past is beyond us. Look to the future. Ford, Google, Uber, GM, everybody is working on driverless cars. And that's software and stuff. As some analysts predict that by the middle of next decade, like five years from now, calling a driverless car will be as easy as hailing an Uber. So why would you drive, walk, bike for miles to a choo-choo train station when you can hail a driverless car to your door for less money than the fare on the train? It's an absurdity to put a single dollar into trains anymore. So why, uh, with with a few isolated exceptions, uh, you know, Boston to New York to DC. Yeah. So, uh, why do the mayors and governors around the country keep pushing that? It's weird. It's like a fetish. It's almost like a religious thing. Those who consider themselves progressive think that we got to get people out of their cars, and they'd like to have us all on bicycles, like we're living in Beijing. But that's not going to happen. So it's it's a near it's a it's an irrational devotion to light rail as a solution it doesn't stand up to any analysis i've been to like seattle's got a great uh, light rail system 
there's nobody on it a lot of the time. A lot of the time. And it's expensive to run. Portland's got a really good system. It's like, well, they, I gave you the figures earlier. Mm-hmm. And, and the ridership numbers are dropping the more money they put into it. And again, it's it's forty times more expensive than subsidize, quote unquote subsidizing the roads. Man, when they per, get per rider mile, if every city in America, the big cities, have you know a whole bunch of driverless cars just floating around the city, right? And they're and they're you know they're dropping people off, picking people up, bunch of empty ones going around. So you like Uber, you just press it into your phone. I'm here. Then the empty yep. one comes by, picks you up, drops you off, picks up the next person. It's all computerized. That's going to be so so far above anything else anybody else has ever come up with. You know, my kid goes to school not far from Washington, D.C., and uh, I love their metro system. It's great. It's it's probably the best one I've ever rode on in my life. If they had that, uh, what you just described, I'd never set foot on it again. Right. Yeah. That's, that is clearly the future. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, Jerry Brown wants to ignore the existence of Southwest Airlines and half a dozen other choices and spend $100 billion on a choo-choo train from L.A. to San Francisco. We've got one of the gents trying to take that down and what his fight has been like coming up in a few. That's an interesting look at government no matter where you live. Uh, Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.